Hi, everyone. Here is my disclaimer. Any information discussed in this interview may not be the views of the station or host. Please discuss any information with your primary care physician. Hi, everyone. This is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio, where our mantra is to educate, enlighten, and entertain. I had two public service announcements, well, actually three, before I bring on my guest. First one is, as everyone knows, it is November, and it is National Caregivers Month. Let's honor a caregiver. If you know a caregiver, please reach out to them. Let them know that you care. It would mean so much. I'm saying that as a former caregiver. Uh, it's really important to maintain that contact and have that support from people. And it is also National Alzheimer's Awareness Month. Those who have gone through that journey will never forget it. Those who have Alzheimer's or are taking care of someone with Alzheimer's, please share your story. And my heart goes out to you. Please speak up. We learn from our um, stories. We learn from each other's stories. And the only way the public is going to be educated is if we put a name and a face and personalize this disease. I'm very passionate about that because I've been a caregiver to people who have had Alzheimer's. We need to personalize this disease. Don't be afraid to post on your media. Show your journey. I showed my husband's journey, and I'm glad I did because people learned from Matt's journey. So please um, share your stories. Also, if you're looking for a support group, I have one, hashtag kick Alzheimer's ass movement group on Facebook. You don't have to have Alzheimer's. If you're a caregiver, or even if you're not, uh, you can join my group and become educated because I'll tell you what, folks. If you haven't already been a caregiver, chances are you will be or you will need one. Educate yourself about the number six killer, Alzheimer's. It is a global epidemic, which there is no cure. Now I'm going to introduce my guest. I'm so excited, folks, because I do have phenomenal guests. And I'm so glad I met my guest, I think it was over a year ago, in a clubhouse room. I have with me today... Danelle LeBlanc. She is a certified senior advisor and caregiving consultant. She has over 20 years experience as a, prof um, as a professional. She also has had personal experience as a caregiver. She is founder and owner of Caregiver Transitions LLC, which is a grant award recipient of the North Central Texas area Agency on Aging to deliver training to those who care for and or work with older adults. Donnell is also creator of the Caregiving Community Guide and host of the Caregiving Soul podcast, which she's going to talk about. Um, and I'll tell you what, folks, it takes a village. It takes a village of support for caregiver. And I want to welcome Donnell LeBlanc. To chatting with Betsy. Hi, Betsy. Thank you so much for your invitation. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you are welcome, <laughs> and thank you for accepting my invitation. Uh, Donnell was supposed to be on my show, I think, back in August. I forgot, yes. but 
um, August, wow, time goes by, and I say, no, it worked out because this is National Caregivers Month and National Alzheimer's I Awareness know. Month. So it yes, just it um, out great, actually. Yes, so it just worked out. So, Donnell, I know you are a great resource. So I'd like for you to tell the audience um, about your business. How did you start it, and um, how do you help people? And is it just local to Texas, or can you help people throughout the U.S.? Thank you for your yes. Thank you for your question. Bless you. So welcome. Thank um, you. I um, started. So I'm a I am a regular person um, <laughs> who had a, the experience of caring for a family member. For me, it was my father-in-law who had Parkinson's disease. And so over a period of about 12 years, I became his primary caregiver. And throughout that entire time, Betsy, I had no idea. I'd never heard of the term family caregiver. I did not have a name for what it was that I was doing, caregiving. I didn't even have the name caregiving to define what it was that I was doing. Um, Like most of us, I was just um, loving and caring for um, my father-in-law because um, of our relationship. And so it wasn't until after he passed in uh, 2017 and the roller coaster stopped that I realized that I had been on a ride. And it was only when the ride came to a stop that I was like, okay, so do I get off? I'm getting off of this ride that I've been on. And um, There was a toll for me physically, emotionally, um, and I felt that, I realized that with him being my father-in-law, that there was no way that I was the only person who had gone through something like this. And so So I had, yes. Because you know what, I've done time, that. I, yeah. I have to stop you right there if you don't mind, because what you said is so true. It is a roller coaster ride, and we think that we're alone, don't we? But we're not. We're not alone. And um, I just wanted to say that I thought I was alone, too. You know, when my mother-in-law started in 2000, there wasn't information. I didn't think of myself as a caregiver. <laughs> you know, right. so go ahead. Yeah, that's, that's very true. And it does take a toll. Thank you for bringing that up. It does take a toll on all levels. Go ahead, Danielle. Absolutely. It takes a toll, and we have our reasons for why we do what we do, for love, for obligation, because it's the right thing to do, Um there's, there's a whole host of reasons why we do what we do, and um, 
and it's different for everyone just depending on what the relationship is like. Um, but that roller coaster ride um, is, can be so disorienting. And when it happens over an extended period of time, a lot of times we don't realize what the toll is because it's incremental. And, um, and, th and that's why um, the kind of work that you do, um, that I aspire to do, is so important to help people to define what it is that we're doing, um, its value for not just the person that we care for, but to society as a whole. Um, how we can walk through the experience and remain whole ourselves. Um, and if we um, are not whole, how we can recover our wholeness. Um, so this is all in retrospect, Betsy. Okay, so just so you know, <laughs> this is not something that I realized, you know, right after my father-in-law passed. This is something that you know, I have learned through over, to, over time. Um, and so, um, so, so I really wanted to find a way to help and inform and educate other people who were walking through a similar journey, caring for a loved one or a friend. And so, um, so I started doing my research to try to figure out, okay, what can I, what, what don't I know? Because none of us know everything, right? We have our personal experiences. We may even have a professional experience. So in my case, um, you know, I had a background working with uh, patient support services and education and training. However, you know, there's, there's so much more that I did, that I didn't know. And so I wanted to do my due diligence. I went through the Certified Senior Advisor Training Program, which is through the Society of Certified Senior Advisors, so that I could have a better understanding of all of the challenges, um, not just with daily personal care, but to also better understand um, things like potential benefits, um, financial considerations, um, insurance, what happens in the body as we age, um, and to, to better understand what's happening and be able to address those issues. Um, so it's a comprehensive uh, training program, so I went through that, and, um, and then started to connect and reach out to other people who were in the caregiving space and learn from their experiences and expertise, um, figure out how I wanted to help other people because, um, you know, it can be overwhelming to turn around from a caregiving experience and then come into this space wanting to help individuals and that also is a form of caregiving because you're providing emotional support. So when I started, I wanted to do um, 
one-on-one individual um, support and found myself, again, overwhelmed um, because so many of the people, the majority of the people that I was helping did not have the ability to pay me. (laughs) And so, and so, um, and so I wanted to help them. And, um, and so I didn't have that as a requirement of whether I help someone or not. And so I thought, okay, this is, it's not sustainable. So how do I, how can I help individuals? How can, I, how can I reach more people um, in a way that is sustainable and that is also going to provide an income? Because there's so much, only so much volunteer work you can do, but, you know, your mortgage company, your mortgage lender is not <laughs> going to accept, oh, well, she's passionate about what she does as a form of payment, right? <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> That's, that's true. You know, that's okay. true. You, you know, Danielle, uh, you cracked me up. People don't understand, you know, like you have much value, okay? So people, there are people out there who think, well, you know, you shouldn't charge for helping, but you know what? When someone provides a service, they have to charge and make it sustainable to support themselves. And you go to a doctor, you pay them. If you go to a counselor, you pay them. So why wouldn't people think, okay, um, a geriatric care consultant, a caregiving consultant, of course you were going to pay them. They're providing a service. I just had to add that in because, you know, for some reason, and I have seen this in groups, Caregivers think it should be, you know, uh, for free. No, you're paying a service, and people have to charge. They are providing a valuable service, and, and that's just my two cents. Go ahead, Danielle. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. Had to add so, that. yeah. No, so like, yeah, trying to trying to find that trying to find that um, ba- trying to find that balance, and so that was part of the reason why. Um, I uh, applied for, uh, submitted a proposal and applied uh, for caregiver instruction and training through my local area agency on aging because I thought, okay, so if I shift my approach and I go through an agency or organization that provides compensation for my work, um, then I had the ability to um, pay my bills and also to reach those who just may not have the funds um, because of, you know, whatever, for whatever reason um, and, um, and, still, and still be able to sustain my work. And so um, – so that's how Caregiver Transitions was founded. And, um, and so since that time, um, I've done trainings through uh, the, the local North Central Texas area a few years ago. Um, and, you know, Texas is 
it's, it's a big state. Um, and here in the North Texas area, the service area for North Central Texas spans, um, you know, from one end to the other, three and a half, four hours. And so I drove to these, um, many of them were actual, uh, actually rural areas um, that did not, we're not as connected to the community resources um, as the more metro or city areas in the north central Texas um, area, and um, and so it was a great learning experience. A great learning experience. I enjoyed it so much. Um, and so you mentioned uh, if it was just the the services or or available locally or nationally. One of the things that I did was in order to, again, back to the idea of, you know, as you mentioned, it takes a village. And none of us have the ability to provide the right kind of help for, um, for everyone. But how do we, how can we better connect people to the community resources that Aren't, necessar aren't necessarily us, um, but others, all the other services that are, that are available. And so I created the Caregiving Community Guide. Um, the first edition came out in 2019, I think it was. Um, but it's uh, a comprehensive resource guide for caregivers that not only focuses on health and community resources for the person that we're caring for, but also for us, because I, that was what the piece that was missing, was the resources for us as, caregiver, as caregivers, for our well-being. And so I customized it for each of the North Central Texas counties that I was working with. And then um, I think it was a year later, or later that same year, uh, I created a national version. And so and all of the, all of the uh, versions are available as a digital download at my website, caregivertransitions.com. It's free um, for anyone to access. Um, and it's also another thing that is, I feel, important for caregivers is that it, those types of resources be inclusive so that, um, you know, the majority of the people that I was providing services to were caring for someone who, um, for an older adult, um, because it was through my local area agency on aging. Um, but in the guide, um, I included um, wholeheartedly, so not just like as an aside, um, but resources for people who are caring for a family member or friend for a, a variety of reasons, whether it's, you know, due to um, a decline related to age or if it's someone who's caring for someone with 
a disability, uh, special needs, chronic illness, um, all of that is included. And then also um, inclusive in the sense that we all have different experiences based on our backgrounds, our faith, um, you know, where we live, geographic, you know, so many, so many different nuances to our experience based on who we are as a person and our life experience. And so it's also very inclusive um, for uh, people of color, for LGBTQ, uh, for people who live in rural areas, um, and um, it's just very important for me that uh, the resources that are provided that um, are not limited to my own personal experience and who I am, um, but uh, are relevant for people with different life experiences. Oh, I, I love that. Now, I think that that's wonderful that you did that. And I live in New Jersey, which is a pretty metro, you know, busy area. And I have found, even with my own experience, I wasn't aware of services, of resources mm. in, in my area. So I think that sometimes yeah. people are, are not aware of their local resources in their own backyard. So, yeah, uh, you know, you so had this, you know, this guy that you have is um, to me, and it's free. That is just like so generous of you, because information like that is priceless. Uh, we need to know resources in our area. When I tell people about resources in our area, when they ask, they never heard of it. As a matter exactly. of fact. Never heard of it. I'll give an example. When Matt was alive, I think it was 2018, actually, um, and Matt was going on a Medicare, you know, prescription plan. And my pharmacist said to me, Betsy, why don't you go to the senior mm. center? They'll help you with that. And I went, really? Mm. Where is that? <laughs> I didn't even know <laughs> where the senior center was. And I found out they had the ship, you know, they will counsel with you and help yes. you, and they offer free counseling. I'm getting free grief counseling through my senior center. Yes. Okay, so you mentioned <laughs> the SHIP. So let's, so let's make sure that everyone knows what that is. So you guys, your local area agency on aging has benefits counselors that can help you educate and walk you through eligible benefits through Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security and disability, uh, prescription drug services, um, a host of other benefits that may be specific to your local area, your, your local area. And so this is free counseling. They're not going to tell you this is the plan you should get, you know, or anything like that but they're going to help provide you with the information that you need in order to make an informed choice. And my yes. goodness, 
I mean, if you if you're caring for someone or you yourself are of an age where you receive that big old packet of <laughs> mm-hmm. Medicare, I mean, it's like it's overwhelming. I mean, nobody's yes. reading that actually. How are you supposed? That is like it's like okay, it's there. It is in black and white. Nobody is reading that book, okay? Because it's <laughs> too much. It's too overwhelming. And yes. so, you know, you just kind of end up making the best decision you can based on, you know, your budget and what you do know and what, you know, your loved one may have already had in place, et cetera. You know, so you're kind of making a piecemeal decision, which is the best we can do without support. And so this is a huge resource. I'm so glad you mentioned it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, I'm going next week. I can't believe it. I'm going next week to speak to a counselor at my senior center to go over plans and prescription. And also, uh, Donnell, according to your local area, they can even tell you about um, subsidies for your electric, if you qualify, heating um, services available. I mean... And people do not know um, uh, about this. So when I found that out, I was like, wow. When when I went down for Matt for the first time, uh, the the social worker said, we even do counseling. I said, I'll keep that in mind. And I did. I can't afford insurance. I mean, I can't afford counseling on my insurance. So, you know, um, hey, folks, this is my attitude. You're paying taxes, and I know here in New Jersey we're paying through the nose. Uh, take advantage of every free service you can get. You're paying because for it with really your taxes. Right, because it's not really free. Right, because yeah, it's not, it's not <laughs> right. actually really free. We are actually paying for that. Um, right. And so, so yeah, so the um, to just piggyback on your point about um, help with um, – you know, uh, the subsidies for housing or help with your electric and, um, you know, getting ramps installed, those sorts of things. Um, Also, uh, you can get information about that, not just through the area agency on aging, but also um, a lot of um, states and cities have or regions have their um, Aging and Disability Resource Center. And it may may be called something um, different depending on where you live. Um, But um, I'm just quickly making sure that this link is still um, updated. Okay. So if you go to USA, usaging.org, then um, there are links to these, uh, find these resources, um, and um, to also find your local, uh, your local agency. Um, but like Betsy said, you know, you just do a search for your local senior center, they can also provide this information to you directly. So, yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Huge, huge resource. 
we yes, out on. and yes, and actually, you know, like your office of um, aging, your every county uh, has an office of of aging, and you know what? Call them, find out where you are, wherever you are, and I'm talking about the U.S. only. I don't know about overseas, but they can give you information. When Matt's mom, um, she was diagnosed, I called them up. They came and did an intake, and she was able to get a subsidy for three days a week, either a home, a person, or to go to a daycare where she paid half the price. So, you know, there's things out there, um, and we don't know until we um, ask. Uh, Now, Danielle, do you personally uh, counsel with people? and help people find services? So I, I, so that's where I started. That's where I started. And, um, and that because of the overwhelming number of people who needed that type of one-on-one counseling, um, that was actually the inspiration for creating this caregiving community guide so that, um, people could find for themselves, um, for example, benefits and social services. So, um, so as an example, in the guide in the section on benefits and social services, there are um, at both the national level and also at the local level um, information and links to, and you can like find what you want you know, which section you want in the table of contents. But, you know, so, so, so in the table of contents, there's a section on benefits and social services. It'll have a listing for the National Association of Area Agencies on Aging, provides a description of, okay, this is what you can find here, a link uh, to go there. Um, it would include information about resources like benefits checkup, benefitscheckup.org, which is another great way to find, to do a comprehensive benefits search. Um, It's basically an application tool to find specific financial assistance and services that you and your care uh, care recipient, your loved one can qualify for in your your area. Um, So the answer to your question is um, yes. Um, but I just found a way to do it that was sustainable for me um, because of basically it came down to time, time resources and, and lack of financial resources, finding, okay, how do I do this? How do I connect people to these resources um, in a way that is sustainable? So when I do the training courses, then um, then we it, it ends up being um, you know kind of like a group session where you know people may ask specific questions and uh, the answers that I may or may not have. <laughs> and when I don't, and when I don't have them, um, then uh, you know then I can either research them or ask find someone who, who, who knows. Um, so that's, so that's also a great benefit of like 
working in this community. And one of the things that I love is that um, because I don't know everything, um, I have a wonderful network of people who I know to, that I can ask. Um, and so that is something that is not just critical in the work, the kind of work that we're doing now, Betsy, um, but also for us as caregivers, because there's no way that we're going to know everything. There's, it's just not going to happen. Um, and so, and, and um, so, so, so building your network of people who you can ask, so like your pharmacist, who told you about um, going to your your senior center, um, or whether it's you know a medical provider, um, whether it's a neighbor, um, the huge huge value of being connected to some kind of support group like the one that you lead, Betsy. Um, is so critical because that's where you can find a lot of the folks who you can ask. Your CPA, okay, um, and um, yeah, so, so, so it's not about knowing everything, but it's also about knowing who to ask. Yes, yes, and education, I always say education it's very important uh, for caregivers, or even if you're not a caregiver, because you will be one day, I could guarantee, almost guarantee it, and we need the information. And this is one reason why I do my show, is to provide resources, to let people know they're not alone, give them information to make their life a little better. Um, yeah. When a caregiver is educated, they will be less stressed, and they will be able to help their loved one so much more better um, than if they're not educated because they'll know what to expect. They'll know what, how to deal with behaviors. And it doesn't come overnight, folks. Trust me. I mean, I, I wish there Absolutely. was information. <laughs> you know, when I started with my yeah. mother-in-law 20 years ago, uh, 22 years, no, 20 years ago, um, there, but there wasn't, and uh, I, I wish there was. I was much uh, more educated with Matt, and I was able to help him and handle his behaviors much better because I was educated. And uh, yeah. so now this is just my own personal opinion. If I was to seek someone to hire to help me navigate, I want someone who walked the walk, not just talk the oh, talk. Oh, yes. Yeah, I want someone absolutely. experienced because there's a difference. Yes, you know, I yeah, I do believe that. Um, no, there's there a, I don't know. Is. Yes, yes, absolutely. <clears throat> so you know, there's there is huge value to um, lived experience. It doesn't matter, and that's true of just about you know anything. Um, you know when you have actually walked the walk, um, it's not only are you more likely to be connected to 
resources that actually make a difference um, and that work for a caregiving situation, but also you have the experience of the emotional um, challenges that we go through. So there's so there's a compassion and an empathy th empathy that is at a different level, um, and and it can be so wearying to have to explain um, how exhausted or overwhelmed or uncertain uh, we feel to someone who has not, doesn't have that lived experience. And so it's such a, it can be such a relief when you are working with someone or just sharing with someone who already gets that part, right? They get it. Yes, yes, I, I so agree. Donnell, I want to do the talk about your podcast. Um, time goes by so fast. <laughs> um, I know. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> people say, what, when I tell people, you know, my show is like 40 to 60 minutes, they're like, I can't talk that long. I said, yeah, well, me, you can. <laughs> it, goes, it goes by so quick because uh, there's so much to talk about. And, um, you know, I like to encourage people to listen, you know, to other people's shows. Because, like I said, it takes a village. Yes. I don't have all the answers. Yes. I want people to be educated. So I like to know about Caregiving Soul podcast. I love the name of that, by the way. That's a great name. And where Thank we could you. find it and, you know, what your show is about. I don't even remember if I listened to your show, to be honest. But I did it so long ago, but I'll have to check it out again. Yes. Absolutely. So um, the podcast is called, bless you, the podcast Thank is you. called The Caregiving Soul, and it's through the Empowered Us Network, which is led by Good Days. And um, to provide some background here on the podcast and um, what we're doing through the Empowered Us Network is um, Good Days, mygooddays.org um, is a charity organization that provides assistance, support, advocacy for people who are living with uh, chronic or rare disease and their caregivers, um, and what they do, and it's not just what they do, it is how they do it, um, is amazing. I admire their work so much. I have relationships with people, the people who work there, and so know them on both a personal and professional basis. And so it is just an extreme honor for me to be a part of this new initiative, the Empowered Us 
network. Um, and basically um, Empowered Us is a storytelling uh, resource hub led by Good Days. And we're looking to explore the challenges and opportunities of the healthcare journey, share solutions for not just Good Days community of patients, caregivers, and health professionals, but beyond. Um, and so, um, so you can find the Caregiving Soul podcast on wherever you get your podcasts, but the hub is at empoweredus.org. And the show is intended to help people walk through the physical, emotional, and logistical challenges that we encounter as partners in care in a soulful way um, because that's who I am, okay? So I walk through, we, we do the work of caregiving, caregiving. We, so many of us, I think most of us lead, lead with our heart. Um, we walk through with our heart. And I think that is also the reason why it can often take such a toll on us is because we are leading, we're walking through that journey, that experience with, with our heart. And so we can forget, oh, you know what? I also need to make sure that I, I'm taking care of my physical self. I need to yeah. make sure that I am taking care of my financial well-being. I need to make sure that I am, um, you know, I have balance at work and in my other relationships. And so with that understanding that when we're leading, when we're walking with our, with our hearts um, at the forefront, that it also, we are also human beings that, you know, have material, material needs that we need to make sure that we're attending to. So how do we balance that? And so the guests that we have all um, are folks who um, have that mindset, heart set. And so it's been a wonderful learning experience because, you know, I've never been a podcast host before. <laughs> and so um, – um, but I love learning and connecting and talking with people because, you know, I mean, that's just what I do. I mean, just like on my everyday, like, grocery store run. <laughs> um, and so it's wonderful to be able to get to do that in this capacity. And I love the people that um, I work with, our guests, and also um, my colleagues who I get to I get to work with at Good Days. And so I would encourage, I encourage everyone to not only check out empoweredus.org for not just my podcast, but the other hosts and uh, podcasts as well, um, but also uh, to check out mygooddays.org and um, specifically to learn more, I would like to emphasize more about Chronic Disease Day, um, and actually they have a, um, a sister 
website, which is chronicdiseaseday.org, um, where they kind of house a lot of their events and advocacy work. Um, and this is relevant, hugely relevant, y'all, um, to us as caregivers because one of the things that I learned is that 40% of us are dealing with some kind, have two or more of our own chronic health issues that we're dealing with as caregivers that we may have already had when we started or that develop and are exacerbated by the stress and the um, physical and mental demands of caregiving. And so there's a connection here, you know. I mean, yes. I've walked through that experience myself. And chronic diseases account for seven of the top ten causes of death in the United States. And, you know, many of these are, are unpreventable chronic conditions, okay? Um, but as it turns out that the deadliest and the most costly chronic diseases are also the most preventable. And so that's where Good Days comes in and helping to spread awareness because, again, it's like, okay, when I think about, like, um, you know, a lot of the, the – campaigns and, and that go on around, you know, certain initiatives, a lot of times, you know, we're, we're using this language of building, a, that we want to build awareness, okay? And so as just like a regular person, I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever, we're building awareness. But you know what? That is actually, that is key. Because if we're not aware, if we're not aware that this is something that we as caregivers are likely to encounter and to have to deal with, then we're, then we're not in a position to be able to prevent it and to be mindful of what we need to do um, in order to make sure that, um, as I mentioned before, this idea of remaining whole, remaining, remaining whole, and setting boundaries. And I, you know, I came across this um, quote because whenever we talk about setting boundaries and its relation to, you know, self-care and um, awareness and preventing chronic illness, um, those sorts of things, that's all related to boundaries. And when we use the word boundaries, there's almost like this, um, if you're a person who walks through the world with your leading with your heart and your soul, um, when you hear the word boundaries, there's almost like this visceral, physical reaction that feels like boundaries means something negative. That it has to that it's something negative. That it's something. Um, that it's something negative. And so I came across this quote, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that is it. And it's by um, an author by the name of Prentice Hemphill, 
who says that boundaries are the distance at which I'm able to love both you and me. I like that. Yes. Yes. Oh, and yes. So if we think of boundaries in that way, that boundaries are the distance at which, and I'm, par- I'm not getting it exactly right, are the distance at which I'm able to love both you and me. If we use that as the context for how we set our boundaries um, and think about that in relation to um, how we take care of ourselves, how we speak to ourselves about um, what we need to take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, all of these things, and its connection to preventing an awareness of um, chronic illness, um, then I think that that um, that can be helpful for many of us who might otherwise be less inclined to set those boundaries. Oh, yes, I agree. Wow, you know what, Donnell, that would be like another great show. I have to have you on again because, I mean, self-care and boundaries, you know, that would be a great show. I have to have you back. Um, I'd love to because, come back. Because that is so important. And I'll tell you, folks, what Donnell is saying is the truth. I'm very fortunate, and I, I give God the glory. I thank God every day. I made it through 10 years of caregiving with Matt, five years with my mother-in-law, and I'm with um, out a lot of um, problems. I mean, I have some minor issues, but thank God I am intact. Um, was I exhausted? Yes. I'm still recuperating. <laughs> Three years after the fact, I'm still recuperating yeah. um, right. from caregiving. And it does yeah. take a lot, you know, out of, of someone uh, for sure. And um, I, I have to thank you, Danielle LeBlanc for coming on and you're so passionate. I love that. And can you tell folks where they could reach you? How can people get in touch with you? Yes, sure. Absolutely. So, um, so you can connect with me via my social channels. I'm on um, Instagram at Danelle Cares, that's D-A-N-N-E-L-L-E Cares. My Twitter handle is You Deserve Care. And you can also contact me via my website, caregivertransitions.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Danelle LeBlanc, for coming on, folks. Get in touch uh, with Danelle. Download that free uh, caregivers um, community guide, caregiving community guide, and um, it, it's for free. I mean, that to me is a no-brainer. I'm from New Jersey. I'll just tell it like it is. If people don't download <laughs> that for free, they're foolish, okay? I'm going to just put it out there. Uh, I'm a Jersey girl. 
Um, I would be downloading that and right after I, I hear this show, if I was a caregiver, because um, it's important information. I mean, just valuable information and for free. And um, thank you for that, Danelle. And I want to thank the listeners. Uh, please share this show to help other people, uh, because when you share this show, you are helping me. My mission, my vision is to help as many people as possible. And we all can benefit from Danielle's uh, guest appearance and her resources that she has and her information. The information for Danielle, I can't even talk now, <laughs> Danielle LeBlanc will be in the, um, the blog that Jeannie White, the station manager, writes. And thank you, Jeannie, for doing the blog and producing the show. And I want to thank William Caldwell, who's CEO of Passion World Talk Radio, who makes this all possible. And you can subscribe to my show for free on iHeart and Spreaker. You can listen to my show on Passion World Talk Radio Network.com. And tell your friends about Chatting with Betsy, because I have phenomenal guests on. If I have to toot my own horn, I will toot toot. I have great guests on. I learn from my guests. <laughs> I do. From every guest, I, I learn something. And I get excited, folks. I'm excited about my show. And, you know, I, there's, you know, guests who I who everyone can benefit from. And you don't have to be a caregiver. This show is not just for caregivers. It's for anyone. And it can, uh, people I have on, the guests, can help anyone. And it's, you're never too old to change. And to learn. I'm going to be 65 next month, and I'm still learning, and I'm still growing, and I'm still changing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <coughs> Thank you very much, Danielle. And as I always say at the end of my show, folks, in a world where you could be anything, to so please be kind, shine your light bright, because if we were all kind and shined our light bright, this would be a much peaceful and brighter world and we certainly do need that now and just you know love up on each other be good humans um and you know caregivers month yes i'm passionate about it because i was a caregiver actually i'm still a caregiver but you people you know what if you i'm going to give some tips real quick if you're making a casserole make an extra one you know a caregiver say hey i have a casserole i'll drop it off at your door. You don't even have to let me in. Are you home? I'm dropping it off. Throw in a gift card at Dunkin' Donuts or some or someplace if you can afford to do that. But it doesn't cost anything to send a text or an email to say, I'm thinking of you. How can I help you? I'm here for you. Um, and that's what we need. Actually, I wrote a poem a long time ago, and I'll just say it real quick. What a caregiver needs, that is, two ears to hear them without judgment, a shoulder to lean on, and two arms for a hug. That's what a caregiver needs and wants. And that um, is exactly how I felt when I was caregiving for my husband. And um, Matt um, is and always will be the catalyst for all that I do. And also, when you share the show, 
you are helping me carry on in Matt's honor and his memory. So I want to thank everybody for for that. It means so much to me. And um, that's what I have to say today, folks. This is Betsy Wurzel, your host of Chatting with Betsy on Passionate World Talk Radio. Bye-bye now.